Welcome to the Journey Living Podcast, where we take on the real life topics while inspiring you toward hope and healing in God's Word. Join Pastor Mark Bird along with speaker, Christian life coach, Shannon Meyer, as they guide you through a roadmap, gaining fresh vision and inspiration for going forward on your journey, encouraging you to run your race with endurance that is set before you. Welcome back again to Journey Living. My name is Mark Bird. I am here with Shannon Meyer again. Shannon, good to see you again. Hey, Mark, it's really good to see you and hear you and be with all of our radio listeners and podcasters. And hey, I just want to go back to last week. We kind of left everybody hanging there, didn't we, with the trusting God and our trust issues. Mark and I both felt like we can't stop right there. We were just cresting, he said. We were just cresting that mountain of how do we trust God? And today we want to talk about how do we trust God in really difficult times. I don't know about you, Mark, but do you think these are some of the most difficult times you've ever seen? Man, I tell you, they're the the most difficult ones that I've ever lived through. And uh, the amazing thing of it is, is our God never changes. I'm reminded that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So thank God when times seem to be troubling and increasing in problems, that God never changes. Mark, let me ask you this question. Why do you think then on that statement that you just said, God never changes and we know he is constant, he's steady, he says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Why do you think our faith is waning so much in these troubled times as believers? I'm talking to the believer now. I'm not talking to the person who doesn't know about the Lord because I think if you're a non-believer in today's times, you're shaking your head going, holy cow, what's happening? Why is it that the Christians are starting to look like the rest of the world? Well, honestly, I think it's the distractions is what I'll call them, Shannon, and I think they're ever increasing. And if you think about when Jesus was physically with his disciples in the boat and the storm blew up, right? And it said they were greatly afraid. And Shannon, he was physically right there with them when the storm came upon him. And yet, did they say, wow, hey, no problem. The Lord's right here, <laughs> right? True. That's that's a great point. I love that. I know you always have a, a good alternate thinking process. And so <laughs> it's there that that's why I pose that question, because I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's been some times that I'm just like, man, God, I know. I know the word. I've been raised from my mother's womb in the church. Um, not that I know the Bible backward and forward, but I've got some pretty good solid foundation. Right. And there's times that I'm like, God, I, I really, really want to believe in you in this, but it is starting to trouble me that I'm not seeing more of you. Or is it that we're seeing so much more of the negative? And I, I love what you said, the, the distraction. Yeah. That it's like we're so hyper-focused on the world. You know, it's like seeing you can't see the forest because of the trees. Yes. It's what you focus on. And it's kind of like when you put your hand over your face with your fingers spread apart. What do you see? Do you see what's behind your fingers or do you see your fingers? I mean, when your fingers are right there, is it that we are just so focused and out of tune with the word and the Lord because we have all these distractions or is it something that we really should be worrying about? Well, I think it's worthy of examining, Shannon, and I guess I'm super glad that we are able to dig a little bit deeper into this trust 
trust thing today because I think that people, if they felt left hanging last week, hopefully they're like you and I. We're like, well, we felt hanging too. <laughs> we did. Yeah. And it's like, well, let's get into this a little bit more in a little bit more of a practical sense. And I think, um, Shannon, I think I'm reminding I think I'm reminded here that we are to focus on things eternal and not necessarily things that are temporal. And the Lord just shoved this verse in my mind right now, and we've quoted it a million times, Shannon. But again, it's just those reminders, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. So Christian, you're listening today, like you said, Shannon, not necessarily for non-believers, but for Christians. Christians, do you love God? And the verse goes on, to those who are called according to his purpose, mm. right? If you're a Christian, you are called according to his purpose. So can we fix our eyes on the one that is working all things together for good? And we may not always see it, Shannon. Uh, Shannon, how many times you've been in a storm and you were just, don't, <laughs> I don't know if you would admit this or not, <laughs> but just when you were about to give up, about to pull the trigger, about to throw in the towel, God showed up and you're like, oh, no problem, Lord, I was with you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have, my faith has waned many a time and I think my flag was in the air, almost the, the wind was ready to take it. And God's like, Shannon, I'm right here. But I think that's the part where he's building our faith, don't you, Mark, where he is like, come on, if you'll just hang on a little bit longer, if you'll hang on a little bit longer. Yeah. Think of it this way. We're, we've got several grandbabies, and we've had one every year, a new one. And it's here that somebody's always learning how to walk. And, you know, when we teach them how to walk, we step back a little further and a little further and a little further to get them going farther and farther. And that, this good. just comes to me that the Lord is like, keep coming keep coming. I want to build your faith. I want to, I know this is what you don't understand, but just keep coming. I'm, I'm here. I'm reminded in Matthew 6, 25, that says, therefore, what's that word mean? When it's therefore, what's yeah. it therefore? Yeah, it's therefore. <laughs> it says, yeah. I'm telling you. And it says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink, nor your body. What will you put on it? Is not life more than food in the body, more than clothing? And the reason I, I speak to that is because I think we get so anxious over the sillier things in life that we're thinking, honestly, has there been a time that you've ever not been clothed, Mark? Never. Have you ever gone more than a day without eating unless you chose to? Right, I haven't. And I know there's some people out there who could be listening. It's like, I have. But we live in America. I've been to Africa and I have seen, and even there, even in Africa, in the poorest third world conditions, babies had t-shirts on. Amen. They had, they did, if, even if it was a pod. And I know this, the gospel is for the woman in the townhouse in Manhattan or the mama in the hut on, at Cora that's built off of, of the city dump. God says, listen, I'm saying this verse to you too. Don't be anxious about your life. And as we live here in America, which I'm primarily speaking to today, I hope this goes all around the world, but what I'm speaking to today, we get ourselves so worked up over this, some of the things in life that God is like, listen, I have clothed you. I have taken care of you. Now, what do we say to the mama or the daddy that's maybe 
buried a child or been given a, a, a disease for a young person. And, and when you quote Romans eight twenty eight, all things are going to work out together for good, according to those who are called, or according to his, those who are, love him and who are called according to his purposes. How does that verse fit when you see a tragedy in life where a car accident or someone is murdered, a suicide, so many unanswered, and we're seeing those left and right every day, every day, just bombarded on our TV and social media screens. How do we trust in the Lord that for Romans eight twenty eight that all things are going to work out for good? That's so good, Shannon. And it's interesting. I just was in a conversation earlier today with a man who had some struggles with his own father, okay? Didn't have a good relationship growing up with his dad. And yet was a, and he said his dad always spoke negatively about himself, right? Oh, no one will ever come to my funeral when I die, those sorts of things, right? But yet here's how God used that, Shannon. He's standing at his own father's funeral and he said the number of people that came up to him and say, you have no idea what an impact your dad had on my life. And so how did God, how was God able to take and use a tragedy like that for the good, right? For people to what? Come together, share testimony, because really that's what a testimony is, right? Your dad spoke into my life. Your dad touched my life. Your dad changed my life, right? And I'm here to honor that. And so it's just a glimpse into one of the ways, I think, Shannon, that God can use it for good. That's really good. And I think we don't see the big picture. And you, you've said this before, Mark. We live so earthly-minded. We don't live for the eternal. And what the Lord is asking all of us to do is to live for eternity purposes. We are for the here and now in, in this you know culture that is so demanding and we have no margin at all to if things are not in our palm of our hands if it's not at the flick of our phone or the touch of our finger and if it doesn't come instantaneously like i shop amazon prime all the time i did so much shopping for christmas i just expect it in the next day or two yeah i am not there gonna wait a week i mean i would buy something else because I needed it to be here in a day right. or two, and not because Christmas was the day or two, because I wanted it. No more delayed gratification. And I think what we get caught up in is that I don't see the goodness today, God, in a terrible wreck, in a terrible diagnosis. But, you know, I, I've heard this before, and I, I know a family that their son had a diving accident and broke his neck in their in their swimming pool, their backyard swimming pool. And he was an invalid for several years, but then he later passed away due to his injuries and such a tragedy to his life. But they both, the parents have said, we know that injury brought him to the Lord. And wow. in the big picture, yes, here on earth, his body was broken. It was damaged. It was, it was catastrophic. It was a trauma. Definitely did it alternate their life path of course it did you know one day they had steps the next day they had to build wheelchair ramps you know forever their life was changed but in an instant would we would we want the ease and um, comfort of, of a carefree life to burn in hell for eternity wow or would we accept a path in life that was very difficult very challenging 
but drove us to our knees to take care of the very thing that we would have given up if we wouldn't have had that hard life, if we didn't have something change our trajectory for our life. And so we live here for the here and now. Nobody, and I wish it on nobody, myself included. I mean, my family, I, I do. You hold your breath thinking nothing will happen. But I also know that God can work it all out for good. Maybe a death, a tragedy of a death of someone way younger that shouldn't have died at 27 or 28 or 32, whatever that looks like, could be the very thing that brought somebody who was lost, dying, going to hell, brought them to the Lord. And so I know we have the mindset of, I want it here today. I don't think that is stopping. I don't think that pendulum is going to swing the other way. Either. Right. I think as, as society is driven with this knowledge and that time is at warp speed, we're expecting, we're expecting, we're expecting. I mean, now you can have your food dropped off in an hour. You don't even have to go through the drive-thru. Right. My gosh, we used to think drive-thru yeah. was a great thing. Now you, you can just sit there and have someone deliver it for you in a couple minutes. And so I think we want God to be this microwave God, like answer me right now. Yes. Get my problem solved. I don't want to go through this. I need just the same as I'm hungry. Let's order Grubhub and it'll be here in 20 minutes. God is not the pizza delivery man for mm. our problems. And it's so sad that we have put him in there. And I know, I know nobody would say, I do not say, say that about God. But if we got honest with ourselves. When God doesn't answer us in our time, and I am so guilty of this, Mark, because there's things in my life right now that I am in the dark about that I need God to answer me, and he's not answering me. And I, I'm wow. telling you, I'm getting tired of waiting Yeah, because I need to know. But I think his question is, why do you need to know? Ooh. I mean, God has never said to me, has he ever said this to you, Mark? Um, let me think about that. Never. No, let's let's talk about that. God always knows. He always, always knows. And I think one of the verses that I have clung through, especially in the last four years of the cancer journey with my husband, is this in Joshua 1 9, where it says, I have I, he he questions us. He says, Have I not commanded you? Now, this is not a suggestion. It's a commandment. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, if you read through that in Joshua, he talked, he says three times, don't um, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. And the third time he says, don't be frightened. That tells me when I see something in the Bible, that repetitive conversation that God is giving to whomever that may be. And it was Joshua at the time, but now it's for you and I in the modern age. Joshua is going through some frightening times. Oh, yeah. God would not have said, don't be frightened if it wasn't frightening, right? Oh, he saw him being tempted with fear. Right. And that's why God responded. With Shan the command. With yeah. the command. Uh, have I? And he's saying to Joshua, have I not commanded you? And I think today I want to say, if, if I could play God for a minute, I think God is saying, have I not asked you to trust me? Hmm. Have I not told you that I have this plan that is so good for your life? It's to prosper you. It's not to harm you. But what we forget in that wonderful verse in Jeremiah 29, 11, and we stop there. But when you go on to 12 and 13 and 14, he's like, if you'll seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. But we just stop at, hey, God's got this great plan. And when the plan doesn't come to fruition in our greatness, not his greatness, our greatness, 
then we're ticked. We're like, yeah, boy, isn't that true? I'm not going to trust you anymore because you didn't come through when I needed you to. God's like, but you haven't even come to me and searched me with your whole heart. So how can we trust somebody we don't know? I mean, you wouldn't trust your wife. Right. You didn't know in the beginning. You know, we have to learn to trust people. We're in friendship with people. Um, As you become, you grow to love somebody, you you grow to hopefully trust them or you're not going to marry them. You know what I'm saying? So it's here that I think God gets a bad rap in, in trust issues because we don't trust him because he doesn't deliver on our time, not his time. And Shannon, as you've mentioned on a couple of episodes already, you and I don't rehearse this. We literally sit down, turn on the microphones and start conversing, right? We do. Which is what we wanted. We wanted real life. We did. Right? And and I love it because the Lord dropped this scripture in my heart. And I want to read it, but I want to ask you to think about. Um, you, you might think this is silly at first, the way I'm going to read this. But then think about how we actually do this. It's very simple. Psalm 37 and verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Now, Shannon, that sounds really simple, and it is, but listen, this is what we do. <laughs> I'm not saying this is what we say, but this is what how we think, and this is how we respond. Well, when? Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Well, when's he going to do that? That's what we do, Shannon. Well, like, when's that going to happen? And do you see what I'm saying? Instead of going, wow, okay. And so in tr- this came to me too, Shannon. In taking, uh, in trusting the Lord, it's taking him at his word. So if his word says, this is what's going to happen, that if you commit your way and trust him, he'll bring it to pass. But here's what happens. We go, well, yeah, I need it now. That's what we do. And that's what you were talking about. Right. I think we just want him the genie in the bottle Mm. shake that bottle up rub it hard and say okay god or the eight ball and and it's so sad that we have minimalized the god of this universe who pumps our lungs in our heart has spoken just his breath to create the heavens and, and the galaxies and yet we minimize him down to do this do that do this like a service almost i need you here i need you there and if you don't i'm not gonna trust you I mean, to me, even speaking this out loud sounds ludicrous, but it's there that I think we've got to get a handle on this convenient Christianity. We talk about this a lot in our group of ministers and things that Mark and I are part of, that we have got to get back to the old foundations of the word. As I was driving here today, I heard on the radio that we do not need to modernize God. We need to go back to the old truths of the Bible. His truths are not going to change with the times. He's not trending. God is saying, I am here yesterday, today, and forever. I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And just because it's the year 2022 does not mean that we need to modernize Jesus and put him in a pair of jeans and a ripped up t-shirt. He is God the Father. Son and the Holy Spirit. And he is who he says he is. And because our times are changing, he is not. 
That's so good, Shannon. And as I was speaking earlier about the things that we have to focus on in order to get the correct perspective, okay, I'm taking to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, and it says, So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things that we cannot see will last forever. And I think one of the things I want to point out here, Shannon, is do you remember the things that had us so distraught a month ago, a week ago, a year ago? Do you remember the things that we were so troubled with? Maybe we pulled out our hair or maybe our hair turned a little grayer. And do you realize that you can look back on things like that and you're like, it really was not near of a big deal that I made it. And it's because our our gaze, as it's spelled out here in the New Living Translation, our gaze was fixed on things and our troubles that are right in front of us right now instead of having our gaze fixed upon eternal things. Yeah, I'm just going to use a personal story. I was thinking of this very thing last night, Mark. My husband and I um, were just... Um, receiving news of his data scans from the cancer. And I was thinking over the last four years, how much time has been lost and fear has been induced by the what ifs or what if this scenario happens? I mean, I just think how much when we get a good report, how much time is wasted and lost. And I just remember saying to my husband last night, here's what I do know live life to the fullest every single day because none of us are promised tomorrow and i know for cancer patients that is an ongoing fear that is a constant in their mind and and i would probably be the same i'm not saying that in a condescending way to anyone who's struggling or has disease or anything that's could be terminal because i know that's a it's a thought always at our forefront but even in that if we give up in trusting in the Lord, we're never going to make it. I mean, we're just never going to make it. And as things compound and as the world we see is coming to an end and crisis continues to mount and more sickness is coming and more variants are coming and more numbers of COVID or, you know, what, whatever is next, God is, like you said, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we are in the Word and we hang on to Him and His hope, then we have every reason to be able to trust him. Even when you can't follow his footsteps. I said this the other day, I think on my social media platform, but you can always follow his heart. And his heart is this, it is for his people. It is for his children. Even in the Old Testament, the worst of times, even when there were just a few left, God always left a remnant. And I believe there will be a remnant in the end days, in the end times as well. God's people will always be present. I don't care how hard the enemy, the Antichrist, the government, everybody who's anti-God tries to get rid of him and the church. He's not going to allow that to happen. We know the ending to this story. We've all read the, the Sunday morning paper. We win. Now, are there many battles in a war? There are. Are all the battles won? No, they're often lost. But at the end of this war for mankind, God will win. And it says in the Bible, he wishes that no one, no one would perish. 
But friends, that's you and I. That's our choice because he says, I offer this gift, this eternal life freely. But it's up to you and I whether we are going to trust in him or we're not. And that's a personal decision you have to make for yourself. I can't talk you into it. Mark can't talk you into it. Your pastor can't. Your mother can't. Your, your spiritual mentor can't. That is a question you're going to have to ask yourself. Do I believe that Jesus went to the cross and died for me and died to save me from my sins? We have to believe. And Shannon, I'm taken, uh, as we wrap up this episode today, I'm taken to Luke chapter 1, and it says, excuse me, chapter 11, and it says, And when these things begin to come to pass, mm -hmm. then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. And, you know, Shannon, when we're talking about we're talking about trust. We're talking about uh, the Lord and focusing our minds and our eyes on the eternal things and not being distracted by the temporal things. I think what we have to keep in mind is something very similar to this. And Shannon, I think we should encourage one another with these words. And when these things begin to come to pass, and guess what? They will. You know, Shannon, you talked about in the very opening portion of this that, man, isn't it seeming like there's things are just heating up, ramping up, getting worse, all those things. But it says, when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draws near. I love that. That's a great ending, Mark, today. And it just reminds me of what we talked about last week about David encouraging himself. Friend, if you feel like I don't have anybody to talk to, you can talk to yourself. Get in the Word. Read back the Psalms. Tell God what He has said. Remind Him. He's okay with that. Say, God, you've said you will never leave me nor forsake me. You said that you will work all things out together for my good. You said, Lord, that you have a great plan for me. God is a God of mercy, and he loves us and has a redemptive plan for you and I. So I want to close with that today, and I closed with it last week too. Just you have to trust and obey, because when we do that, we will win. I love that Charles Stanley says, obey God and leave all the consequences up to him. It's there that he will take care of you. He will lead you down a path that would be amazing. may not ever be what you had planned for. But if you'll simply just trust him and obey him and follow that command to not be afraid, he will take you to unbelievable places. So we're going to leave you with that today, that encouraging word, just to trust in the Lord, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him for he will direct your path. Mm -hmm.